five, four, three, two, one. Lift off of the Falcon 9. Hi, I'm Mark Boucher. On this week's episode of the Space Economy Podcast, I have two guests. Oleg Kalimanov, Chief Rocket Designer at Space Concordia, and Nathan Van Rump, Project Manager at UBC Rocket. Space Concordia and UBC Rocket are two of the university teams competing in the Base 11 Space Challenge, an American competitions where teams must design, build, and launch a liquid-propelled single-stage rocket to an altitude of 100 kilometers by December 31st of this year. The prize for reaching this goal is $1 million. Just under two weeks ago, the competition announced the winners of the Critical Design Review, the second-to-last milestone before an expected launch window opens in December at Spaceport America. In a competition heavy with American teams, it was the Canadians who came in first and third in the critical design review, with Concordia University's Space Concordia taking first place, and the University of British Columbia's UBC Rocket coming in third. It is a remarkable achievement. Here's my discussion with Nathan and Oleg. All right, so Nathan, um, uh, my first question is a very simple one. Uh, What got you into rocketry? always kind of had a passion for rocketry it was kind of like a, a hidden thing that I was always interested in um, and then my first day at UBC um, they do this big open house where all the design teams line up along the the main mall that all of the buildings on campus are lined up on and just have all of the stuff that they've kind of built and worked on set up for display and just walking down and seeing this design team with these rockets and this super cool engine test stand set up it just instantly sparked something that like oh i need to be a part of that and when was this because you're an undergrad right yeah so this would have been about two years ago two years ago okay so uh, now you got into it And then how did you get into this competition or how did your team get into this competition? So early on, our team had started working on uh, a liquid engine and a test stand kind of on our own. And then Base 11 had announced the space challenge. And from that, we're like, oh, this is really cool. We want to be a part of this. And so that kind of project that we were working on before got rolled into the team that is now uh, working on our space shot rocket. And how many people are on your team? On our project specifically, we have uh, about 55. Um, Our team has three rockets on the go. um, And in total, we have about 120 people. That's impressive. (laughs) And, And if I understand, this is relatively new at UBC. Is that correct? Yeah, so we... Uh, UBC Rockets started about four years ago, um, and then they built and launched a rocket at the Spaceport America Cup um, and placed really well in their first year. A lot of teams, it takes them a number of years before they're able to build a successful rocket, but we were able to do one in our first year, and we've kind of continued keeping that momentum going. All right. All right. So, Oleg, same question to you. What, what, what got you into rocketry? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
it was uh, honestly very much by chance, uh, kind of completely by accident. I was um, when I uh, when I went to uh, when I went to Concordia, and I joined uh, the engineering department. I uh, I had never I never really had any experience with engineering, and I wasn't entirely like my whole life. I was never really sure what engineering was. Like my parents were not engineers, my friends weren't engineers, friends of the family weren't engineers. So I wasn't. We didn't really have that kind of background that a lot of the other students that kind of went into it knowing what it what engineering was and uh, really kind of passionate about it, having already learned all this kind of stuff. So I was trying to kind of screw around a little bit and just get my hands dirty and uh, figure out what engineering was and trying to get the applied part out of it. So, uh, you know, I was entering a lot of design competitions, like senior design comp, junior design comp, like little things here and there where you build things out of styrofoam, little robots that complete an obstacle course. And uh, I bought myself an Arduino kit because I, uh, I found out you can actually program your own little computer at home. And I thought it was super cool. And I was uh, showing my friend a video of like a little piano I made on the Arduino uh, with little buttons. And then uh, he said, oh, this is really cool. You know, uh, the Space Concordia rocketry team is looking for a new avionics guy next year. Uh, you, should, you should check it out. You should pass by. So I did. And uh, biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ended up, uh, ended up, uh, yeah, ended up joining the team uh, the following year. And uh, I didn't end up doing avionics, but uh, helping out here and there, working on the payload, working on other stuff. And um, yeah, it was history. Now, how did your team get into the competition? Was it something that they were, you know, they knew it was coming up or, or and then they said, we got to get into this? Base 11? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that's a fun story. So it's funny enough, the the first year that I joined Space, uh, Space Concordia was the first year UBC participated. Uh, I think Simon okay. was the lead back then. Yeah, it was a that was a lot of fun. So we launched Maurice. Actually, I think I'm wearing the the Maurice shirt <laughs> from way back then. Right. So then we want uh, the the second year we were we were working hard on our first supersonic rocket ever, uh, Supersonice. Is uh, super so cool and went super so fast. And uh, and as we were working on that, uh, one of our alumni, former team captain uh, Neil Woodcock, uh, he he sent me a PDF that was uh, an infamous China Lake document, which said how to design, build, and test small liquid fuel rocket engines. And it was like seventy pages, right? So it can't be that heavy. Uh, and I kind of put it on the back burner for a couple months. I started, and then uh, one day I was bored, just decided to start reading it. I was going through and I was flipping through the pages. I was like, oh, this is actually not that. This doesn't this sound this doesn't sound so bad. This sounds pretty cool, actually. It looks like we can probably slap something together. So we started working, you know, a little bit on well, not working, just like thinking about it, you know, doing the calculations. You know, you're bored, you open up an Excel spreadsheet and you start doing some stuff and figuring out, oh, how would this be possible? Messing around NASA CEA and stuff like that. And then uh then out of nowhere, uh, he introduces us. This is all Neil's doing. He introduces us to this guy called uh, Adam, Adam Trumper, and this guy is an interesting character. And he starts saying he's he's really big on the liquid rockets. So he starts drip feeding us like, oh, you should probably look into building a liquid. Liquids are cool. Lo and behold, there's announced a competition to build a liquid fuel rocket to reach space. And reaching space is actually something we all wanted to do in Space Concordia. You know, for ten years we've existed. We had satellite teams, robotics teams, rocketry teams, and they've always wanted to reach space. It's never quite been done before. So we were thinking of actually just buying a Cesarone, the biggest Cesarone, the O-motor, and launching kind of like up aerospace, launching a rocket to, to space as our third rocket after Super So Nice. But we were like, oh, well, there's the Base 11 Space Challenge, and we're already kind of thinking about a liquid. So 
Why not both? <laughs> Sounds easy, right? So, uh, so yeah, that's it. And it, it is just, we ended up signing up and uh, my God, it started the adventure. Now, have you been to Adam's house? Yes. Have you seen his rocket uh, lab, if you will? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, there's a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, uh, I'll continue on with you and then and then pass this on to, to, to Nathan. Um, uh, your teams finished first uh, in your case, and in UBC's case, uh, finished third in the critical design review that just happened last week, or at least uh, was announced last week. Uh, when you and your teams found out how well you'd done, uh, how did you feel? Uh, good. <laughs> no, we felt great. It was fantastic. It was. Uh, it I was, mean, did uh... you think you were going to do that well? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. In uh, it's difficult because in our in PDR, for PDR for the phase one, we had submitted about a uh, about seven hundred pages of documentation for a PDR, and uh, we thought and we had, we would we thought we had come so far. You know, we had tried so hard and we had like done all of the research possible and written more documentation and more research, concatenated more research than we'd ever seen anywhere publicly available for uh, for rocket engines or for rockets in general, uh, liquid rockets, so, like at the amateur level. And we were very proud and we ended up getting second place, which is, which is, yeah, it was what we got. It was fair. And, uh, but we were thinking like, you know, documentation only gets you so far. I guess the other teams with more experience, Massa being the, uh, the first, I think it was the first university to launch a successfully launch and recover liquid fuel rocket at IREC. Um, this was That's the university of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, yeah. that was, uh, that was in the same year as super so nice. Uh, so Right. Uh, and I was I was happy to meet the the members of that team actually they were pretty cool guys um, and uh, and yeah so we were we were we were we were expecting like to do well but we didn't think we would win first especially considering it's American competition and we had submit something like uh, close to two thousand pages of documentation and uh, we and we were thinking like oh man this you know documentation is good but you know we haven't uh, we haven't launched a liquid fuel rocket yet you know this. Uh, it's, there's a lot going on and we were just you know worried that uh, as the canadians without the support of you know like uh, all these american companies that you can just call up and then like, gladly look at your information and like fact check it and make sure that your design's going in the right way you know can rely on nasa who is you know literally sent men to the moon we didn't have we don't have these kind of resources so we were like oh well you know we'll probably do all right maybe hopefully like we were hoping for a good thing but we were we were really happy for really really pleasantly surprised with uh with, with yeah <laughs> it is quite an accomplishment for first and third in, in the american competition like this um so you said the american teams get a lot of support and they can go to a lot of companies to to get that that kind of support and of course nobody in canada uh builds uh um engines i suppose or rockets uh for orbital uh, capability. We do have Magellan that you know has the the black brand. So how do you guys get your get your support? I mean, who who is supporting you? I mean, is you must have some sort of support. It's not all internal. Uh, well, a lot. Hey, you know, it's a we 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 stand off the shoulders of giants, right? So uh, there's a there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of public information out there. You know, there there is it's a it's fragments bits pieces you kind of have to piece it together yourself but there's there's a lot out there and uh if you're if you're like the noble rat and you're good at looking for scraps then uh, you find enough to get yourself a meal so that's always good but uh there are we do have a lot of support you know we have a lot of advisors and a lot of people that have you know gone 
far and out of their way to help us, you know, and, and to guide us and kind of, you know, we've mentioned Adam before, and, you know, we have uh, Neil, our, our alumni, you know, uh, several right. others all around the, the, the aerospace scene in, uh, in, in Canada. So that's good. And, you know, there's a, he sent enough emails to the right, to enough people and you ask around and you end up finding a thing or two. All right. Now, Nathan, over to you. Uh, same question. Uh, your team finished uh, third in the critical uh, design review. Um, tell me how, how it felt when you guys found out that you'd, uh, yeah, let's see if I remember correctly. No, you didn't, you didn't finish in the first, in the top three in the, in the phase one, but, you know, to, to go from phase one and into phase two, and then to get into this position, I mean, you know, how did your team react? You know, it was, it was awesome. It, it made us feel really, really proud of what we had accomplished. You know, we've always kind of felt like a bit of an underdog. Um, you know, our team hasn't been around for very long. Uh, like Oleg said, uh, a lot of these American universities have a lot of support, both um, in terms of uh, like advice from industry partners and people, and also in terms of finances. Um, we got a hold of uh, another one of our competitors in the States is a financial report um, from the last uh, phase and their funding is 10 times the amount of funding that we get in total. Um, and so it feels really good to be on par with a lot of these other teams with significantly less resources. Um, and uh, just being able to kind of figure out things on our own and come up with designs that are good and comparable um, through just grit and hard work. Now, all right, so uh, the competition is uh, been ongoing now for how long? Uh, close to two years, is that about right? Yeah, I think it's been officially going for about two years. All right, so now, we have the pandemic that came along, uh, and I'm sure that uh, made things challenging. So what were some of the challenges that you guys, and we'll start off with you now, Nathan, what were some of the challenges uh, uh, your team faced in, in, in dealing with the pandemic? Well, the biggest thing was losing access to our workspace. Uh, like I had said earlier, a lot of the progress we've been able to make is just by doing stuff and figuring out how it works. Um, in real life because we don't have a lot of access to um, a lot of uh, really good advisors or people in industry. Um, and so losing that meant that we lost a big part of what allowed us to make progress. So it's been a big change having to go completely virtual. Um, and, you know, we've taken that time to refine a lot more of our kind of simulation and theoretical work. Um, and so we've got a good grounding for the direction we want to go once we get access again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been difficult to adjust um, and progress has certainly slowed because of it. It couldn't have been too bad because, well, you did well <laughs> up to now. Yeah. So, yeah, we so Oleg, uh, same question to you. How's the pandemic affected your team? Yeah, so that's a really good question. That's a really good question. It's interesting because uh, there's kind of there was a uh, two sides to that coin. So uh, it's uh, quite interesting. So when the competition was in, I think this competition started in summer 2018. So this is the third year, in three years, in three long years. There's a lot of work. So the first, uh, so pandemic hit in 2020, right? 
it was like, and Canada went into lockdown, I believe it was uh, March, May? Around there, yeah, I think it was yeah. April. April. Yeah, right at the beginning of April. Yeah, right at the beginning of April. That's when the hard lockdown, that was, uh, we were given like, what, two days notice, right? It was, uh, it was like uh, on, the, on the Friday, we were told, go home. And, for, and then on the weekend, it was announced it was going to be two weeks. And then it just never, thing, never came back, never opened again. Couldn't, you left your lunch in your locker. There's an ecosystem there now. <laughs> now so the, hmm? Sorry, I just to interrupt. At the same time, if I remember correctly, you graduated last year, right? I have not graduated yet. <laughs> you haven't? Oh, okay. Okay. I thought um, you had. I'm still there. I'm still there. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I've been, been, in, been in for, I'm in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i got rocket fever man i'm sorry but uh yeah, yeah. but yeah no so it's uh like you i also didn't graduate concordia <laughs> but uh but yeah no so pa pandemic was pandemic was weird so it hit it literally hit about two weeks after two three weeks after our, our first hot fire so right. that was interesting that was that was interesting that was interesting because it came at a we were we were we were hauling I don't know if I can swear in this. I probably no. better not to. Yeah, better not to. Better to not. But we were we were going like crazy. We were working so hard. We were fierce. We had to build so much in such little time with such little resources. It was uh, the you know the the, the Concordia is a great school. There's a lot of availability, you know, but uh, it's it's also limited. You know, it's not it's not one of the most funded schools in, on the planet. You know. Uh, we from we don't even get a budget from the school. We get a budget from the student association of like seven thousand dollars a year. So it's not it's not like a it's not nothing, but it's not you know a, it's not a gargantuan amount. So it's very difficult to get things done. And it's a downtown campus, right? So it's, it's just in a, on an island. <laughs> so, so everybody's hustling for space. And there's other, there's four other universities that are crammed in there as well, fighting for more space. So it's it's difficult to get things done. But uh, so yeah, we were working hard and we had limited resources as is, but. The thing is, what's kind of nice is it was always hard. It, we were used to it being difficult. It was always really freaking hard. And uh, and uh, the loss, the when 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 COVID hit and we had to stay home, we uh, we uh, we it, it gave us actually a very important because we were so used to hustling and running to catch up. I mean, we hadn't started unlike other universities that either already had a liquid test stand or were building a liquid test stand or were building liquid rockets. We were we were starting from scratch and trying to catch up. So the only way you could do like you could, for things to work, yes, you can know all the theory in the world, but things to work, you have to build, you have to test, right? So we were building and testing as fast as possible and trying to make up for lost time to get things working. We had finally built our test stand and it worked. We finally uh, fired our engine, and then COVID hit. So it gave us an important moment to actually put the tools down and reflect and just think about what happened and how you're like, we're like, okay, you know, we're, 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 we can't work on, we can't work, go to the, the school. We can't go to the lab. It's a global pandemic. We should stay home. We should be safe, stay safe. Nobody knows what's going on. What can we do? I was like, okay, well, the design of the rocket isn't finished. So let's finish that. Uh, all right. So that's, that's going on. Okay. Design's more or less final. Let's get some, let's get some eyes on it. Okay. We're going to do CDR. And then uh, we started really digging deep and we noticed some like fundamental, not issues, but optimizations that really actually helped us out and paid off in the long run on the, that could have really screwed us over uh, if we had not, if we had caught it later, because we'd been developing a downward wrong path. 
Uh, and yeah, so that's, it gave us the time to sit back, reflect, get feedback, get, and finalize our design and, and, uh, and then uh, work on that moving forward. So, but right. then later it got harder to, you know, pick back up and, you know, we, we still have, don't have uh, access to permanent access to our facilities and stuff like that. So. And that's a perfect segue into my next question is, which is, hey, you guys have done great, but the competition's still going on. And I suppose in some respects, your American competitors have a bit of an advantage because they're opening up a little bit faster, depending on different areas in the U.S. Um, for both of you, uh, we'll start with you, Oleg. Well, what's next for you in the competition? I mean, how, how do you move forward here and, and, uh, and try to, um, uh, to, to do a test? And, and if I remember correctly, they haven't changed the date yet. You still have just to the end of the year. Is that right? Yeah, that's, like, that's exactly correct. December 2021. That's the last right. so, so what's next? What's next? Uh, well, we got to launch the rocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I got a to-do list in the back. I don't know if you can see it. I think it says uh, to-do, uh, make rocket, uh, and then test rocket, and then uh, fix rocket. <laughs> because, you know, test goes through <laughs> first time around. So, yeah, we got to, hey, you know, deadline doesn't isn't pushed. That means we just got to push harder. That's all it is. But you need to, but you, do you have access to your lab yet? No, right? Nope. Well, I mean, you you got to roll with the punches, you know. It's a uh, you got to you. Gotta, it's always going to be hard. Like it's always going to be hard. It's freaking rockets, right? So it's not easy. So you got to work the problem. You know, you can't let so, one thing stop you. you so you guys are planning on, on going to, to New Mexico later this year in December. I think that's when the the, the window is going to open up, the launch window, and that's uh, so you're going to be down there, and uh, if everything goes well, uh, and you can get down there. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That's the plan. That's All right, plan. Nathan. Uh, same question for you. Uh, what's next in the competition and in, in getting yourself ready to compete in in December? Do you think you'll make it? Well, a lot of things certainly need to go very, very right in order for that to happen. Um, we were about two weeks from our next hot fire when everything went online, um, and so. That was going to be the first test of our regenerative, regeneratively cooled engine. Um, and so in order to get a rocket and a design that we feel comfortable launching, we need to get an engine that works and lasts full duration, which is a huge problem in and of itself. Um, and we also need to then test that engine. Uh, and I'm sure Oleg can speak to that as well. It's very, very difficult to reliably test engines. Building the test stand is almost as difficult as building the engine itself. Um, and then beyond that, you know, prototyping of the aero structures, um, doing physical tests with a lot of our systems, like the recovery deployment system, making sure our avionics work the way that we expect them to, and, you know, stuff like rocketry plumbing. It's things like that that seem simple on the surface, but are really, really hard to not even just like solve, but solve in a way that's actually feasible to build and will work the way you intend it to. Um, so yeah, things need to go very, very right. Um, and we'll see if we make it or not. All right, All right. so uh, question, I'll start off with, with you, Nathan, this time. Um, 
Canadian teams have been doing well in U.S. competitions, particularly the obviously the the last ten years at the Spaceport America Cup. Um, what do you think? What, how do you attribute the the success? I mean, why, why is it that Canadian universities? I mean, is it just that our you guys are just that smarter? <laughs> why are you guys doing so well in the states? Not just you guys, but I mean. There's all sorts of teams across Canada that are doing well. I, I would like to think it is because we are smarter. Um, but I think a second reason for that is a lot of, uh, or maybe not a lot of, some of the universities and teams in the States, uh, a lot of them may have the attitude that like, you know, you go to a design team and you do stuff there, but it's just a stepping stone for, you know, an actual career in the field. Whereas for a lot of us Canadians, you know, we can't work in aerospace in the States unless we get an American citizenship. Um, and so for us, uh, it's a lot more just about the passion and enjoyment of the work that you're doing rather than just a, a stepping stone for something later. Oleg, over to you. Same question. Yeah, I, yeah actually, I would like to tip my hat off to you, Nathan. Uh, you absolutely correct. Uh, you know, I, and I agree with you on a lot of, on everything you're saying. Like, uh, what, you know what? And to, to answer you, Mark, uh, I think we are better. Like, we are better. That's why we are better. Like, uh, 100%. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot harder for us, you know, for all of us, like, uh, up north in Canada. Like, uh, we don't have the resources. We don't have the means. We don't have the, the opportunities that are presented to a lot of other teams. And that meat makes, honestly, man, it just makes the, this, the strong survive. Like, uh, you need to be, you need to, like, the tenacity involved in just trying to not only stay alive, but to succeed is, 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 uh, is, is often rewarded in a feel like rocketry where the pass fail criteria is so difficult to attain. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, 100%, I think we're better than, uh, I know we're better than American teams because we keep winning. You know, like, uh, you look at gold, you look at Oranos, you look at, like, uh, Atheist, you look at UBC, you look at Space Concordia. Even UFT, you know, like this, this is no, there's no joke. There's no laughing matter. We are constantly bringing home first place prices and we need to work a lot harder. And like, like to echo what Nathan was saying, you know, like, uh, we don't have, we, we don't, we, it's, it's not, it's harder for us, right? You have to work so much harder just to get a little bit of scrap of information. It's not like you can do a summer internship at SpaceX and bring everything home and then like, forget about your rocketry team. Like this is, if we're interested in rockets, this is what we get, you know, it's, it's this and then what? Maybe work for a startup. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. You know. Maybe you go to the, you, you you give up your. It's a matter of national pride. Do you, are you willing to give up your 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 citizenship to go? Uh, it's like selling your soul to the devil. Oh well, the U.S. is not the devil, but you know, are you willing to immigrate from Canada just to work in a field you 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 really enjoy? And maybe you are, and that's fine. But again, it's 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 a uh, it's a matter when you when 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 Canadians go to competition, they're bringing the flag with them, and uh, and it's a. Yeah, it's uh, they definitely wear their hearts on their shoulders. All right, so that that, that brings me up. I, I've got a, just a couple more questions, but that really brings me up to an interesting question. And and you got to understand, there are people listening to this podcast that work for big Canadian space companies that work for government, right? So you're talking to them, both of you, uh, at this time. So, you know, do you see yourselves? Um, staying in Canada and being part of that generation that does what hasn't been done before, which is bring launch to Canada. This is a question for me. <laughs> yeah, you get to start first, then, then Nathan gets to answer. 
Oh man, that's a tricky question, my dude. <laughs> that's a really it's an important question, question though, right? Yeah. It is. It is. It is. It's 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 difficult. Man, it's a very difficult question to answer. Do you have time for a beer? <laughs> no, but, uh, but you know what? You can give you me the what? short version now, and then we can have the long version over a beer. Let's do it. So uh, it's uh, it's it's tricky to say because I find I flip flopped on this a lot. I flip flops on this a lot. Part of, like I love Canada. I I'm I'm actually an immigrant from uh, the UK. I was uh, my parents were Russian refugees, and uh, we were in the UK till I was eight. Came to Canada. I love it. I could not imagine being anywhere else. This is the, one of the greatest countries on the planet. On the planet, I love it. It's a great great country but uh and, I, and i'm proud to be canadian and i don't want to give that up you know uh, i really don't uh i really don't i feel like this is a country that has a brilliant and bright future you know and uh, there's a lot to be very proud of and um and uh on the other hand you know i've i've worked i've you know i've put off my degree you know completely on pause for years to be part of this project because it's just we're also and we're also passionate about it. You know, I, I honestly, I mean this when I say I have the best team in the world, you know, not just in rockets, but in engineering, like we work so well together. We can read each other's minds. You know, uh, we, we just fit. It's, it's like a well-tuned machine. And, uh, and uh, you know, giving that up to go to the States, I, you know, bringing launch to Canada is difficult. Rockets, rockets is not, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's a, uh, not the most it's a lot of work it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and the reward maybe it's worth it maybe not it's hard to tell it's hard to tell very difficult to tell so not sure about that one sorry it's not the answer you're looking for no no, that's okay that's okay that's a good answer uh nathan what about you i think i like oleg absolutely love canada i don't want to go anywhere else and if i need to choose between uh staying in canada and staying in rocketry as a career i don't know what i'd choose because it is just something i love so much i I love both of them i don't i don't want to make a choice um and so i think we need to stop taking or sending canadians to american companies and bring the american companies to canada so that they can tap into a lot of this talent that is up here. Um, I know with ITAR regulations and everything, that's really difficult. Um, but I think uh, something needs to change to make the the market a little bit more accessible. Um, you know, we have Rocket Lab in New Zealand, and some of our members have gone and done internships with Rocket Lab, and that has been amazing. Uh, that's one of very few companies that is consistently launching and innovating that us Canadians can be a part of. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we need to have more access for Canadian aerospace students and people who work in Canadian rocketry um, in terms of career, because I don't want to give either of them up. All right, so I've got two more questions. Um, and I'll start with you, Nathan, this time. Uh, the last question will be a, a pretty quick one. But so you sort of touched on this, but how has this experience shaped your view of what you want to do with your career going forward? Are, are you are you are you going to be a, you know, a rocket guy for the foreseeable future? I don't think rocketry will ever be something that I give up. Uh, I think even if I don't end up working in aerospace or rocketry as a career, it will always be a hobby for me. 
Um, like I, I have done a lot, even just outside of UBC Rocket for aerospace and rocketry. I uh, founded a non-for-profit uh, called the Vancouver Rocketry Society so that we can get a lot of our kind of other local rocketry uh, teams at universities together um, and we're able to collaborate on things. Um, but I don't think rocketry will ever be something that I give up. Okay. And um, Oleg, what about you? Uh, I'm sorry, could you please repeat the question? It was... Uh... Yeah, so I mean, as, as how, how has this experience shaped uh, the way you see yourself moving forward with your career? I mean, are you going to be, you want to stick with rocketry once you're done with this competition? Oh, yeah, rockets are cool. Uh, <laughs> I think we can all agree. Rockets are pretty cool. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd love to. It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, it just depends on, you know, the opportunities that are presented and, you know, how how things are and uh, the way the, the the dice fall the dice roll. But one thing that is nice, uh, at least if um, I uh, I've definitely learned so much from uh, working with uh, rockets, liquid rockets, liquid rocket engines, um, managing a team, something like this. What's really cool about rockets is it's like I'm I'm studying to be a mechanical engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm studying to be a mechanical engineer. And one thing that's really cool about rockets is it's the most it's the most mechanical thing out there. It's like, uh, it's all, it's aerodynamics. It's got your fluids, it's got your heat transfer, it's got your vibes, it's got your everything. It's uh, metallurgy, plumbing, you know, pressures. It's it's all there. It's all there. It's very, very cool. And it's very nitty gritty. And what's nice about rockets is it's brutal. It is unforgiving. It is very, it's no, there's no 60% pass, you know, it's either it's perfect or it's exploding. You know, there is no, it is a very, it's a, it's a when you get it right, yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> unforgiving. Yeah, when you get it right, it's a, it's very rewarding. And what's nice is the attitude and philosophy and the mentality and the tenacity that it teaches people who get into that carries over into any anything. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. You know, you change the way you're gonna fix your porch <laughs> afterwards once you once you've worked on a test stand or two. So, you know, it's a it'll definitely carry over to the rest of my career, regardless of what I do. If SpaceX comes calling, will you go? Maybe. Depends on to do what. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not cleaning toilets. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll give you the uh, first crack at the last question. So, and it's an easy. Well, I think it's an easy one. Um, we talked about Adam Trumpur. Uh, one of the things he's doing besides mentoring people is uh, putting together the Launch Canada uh, event, which was supposed to happen last year supposedly going to happen this year in a smaller uh, scale, uh, but has some really good plans. I think there's like, I don't know, 20 teams, university teams, over a thousand students that are interested in participating in this might have participation with Department of National Defense. Are you guys going to be a part of that if, if, if things go forward? This year? Uh, well, this year or next year? Yeah, uh, next year, uh, that's not up to me. That's not up to me. I, I, I draw the line at base 11. I'm, I'm out. I've been, I've been in for too long. I've, I've served my time. Let's put it that way. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, this year, if it, if it goes, if, if, if the, Hey, if the, if the stage is ready, the show must go on. So, uh, I would absolutely love to uh, be part of launch Canada this year. If it goes down, it'd be nice. All right. Be nice. 
And uh, what about you, Nathan? Absolutely. So yeah, uh, the Launch Canada organization has been an amazing resource to us. Um, the other two team or other two rockets that our team is working on, uh, both of them are planned to launch at Launch Canada, whether it happens this year or next year. Um, and I will definitely be going to those if they happen. Hi. Well, guys, it's been uh, great talking to you. Um, you guys have done some fantastic things. Uh, keep up the good work. And uh, I, I and my audience will be keeping an eye on things and, and seeing how you guys are doing. So uh, good luck. Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Your feedback is very much appreciated. Please use our Twitter channel, at The Economy Space, to contact us or send an email to podcast at spaceq.ca. Help others discover our podcast by writing a review on whichever platform you use. Thank you.